What is life really like after high school? Where you been? Where you going? Is your life really golden? Tell Glenn where you been at. It's the Life After High School podcast. Emily, thanks for your time. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's a pleasure meeting you finally face to face. Great. Great. So, how did you get your job sailing in the Caribbean? <laughs> um, so, it was actually a camp, a summer camp. Um, and I was a camper at it from the moment I graduated high school. It's kind of like a graduation gift that my parents gave nice. to me. <laughs> Graduating high school, big, or grade eight, big accomplishment. But um, I was a camper there from like grade eight up until throughout, like all throughout high school. Yeah. And it was just an experience that I like loved. I learned, I continuously learned so much from it. And um, e there's different programs. Each one teaches you so many different things. Um, so I knew as soon as I was a camper there for the first year, I was like, this is something that I want to do for <laughs> like throughout college or university. Yeah. So is yeah. that kind of, was it just the whole experience in itself that encompassed you to make that decision? Yeah, it was for sure. Like the people, like just looking up to like the counselors themselves, like yeah. it's always so cool to, they're pretty young, obviously, yeah. like I'm 21, so yeah. <laughs> being a counselor there, you can really relate to the students because they're all going into high school and uh, like high school students. So it's everybody's right, like really right. around the same age. Yeah. Um, That's pretty cool. And yeah, yeah, so all that experience just was awesome. <laughs> That's awesome, that is yeah. pretty cool. Sweet, so with that being said, what was the name of the camp? It's called Sail Caribbean. Sail Caribbean. Yeah. Oh, I should have seen that one. <laughs> Look it up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Nice. So we'll take it back then, which said, what was your transition like from high school to university? Like high where you are now. To university. Um, Spare no details. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually a pretty intimidating process, I found. Um, throughout high school, it was always, obviously, it's a huge question. Like you're doing everything is like... Yeah. All your courses, all your course selection, whatever you decide is leading up to whether you're going to college or university right. and what you're doing while you're there. So like, it was terrifying for me to like actually think about that because I had no idea what I wanted to do. I, in grade 12, I did a co-op at a physiotherapy department because oh, I thought cool. um, it was maybe something along the lines that I wanted to do. And yeah. it definitely, it's still a big interest of mine, but after doing the co-op, it was, I hated it. <laughs> like it was, what? it was just so repetitive. Like there was nothing uh, new about it. It was, I think part of it had to do with the area that I did it in. It was like a, like a, in my hometown, Grand Bend. Oh, okay. It's Smaller. like a pretty retirement based area. So uh, um, a lot of like the rehabilitation that you're doing is like just getting them back up to like a functional level. So like, oh, nice. get them, put their clothes back on by themselves, get them to go up the stairs on their own kind of uh, thing like that. So it was cool, but. I realized that it was not what I wanted right. to do. And I did that in grade 12, so that was kind of like, well shoot, now what do I actually want to do? So um, my mom pushed me really to still apply for schools. I know she knew that I like didn't, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do or yeah. where I wanted to go and everything like that. But she's like, you know, like, don't close the door for yourself. Like apply, like apply to school. Yeah. Um, apply to as many as you want and she's like I know it's like costly to apply to a yeah. bunch of different ones but she's like if it's something that you're interested in just like apply to it whatever we'll yeah. figure everything out <laughs> so I applied 
and I got accepted into programs that I applied to. Nice. Um, what did you apply for at I, that time? At that time, my first applying, I applied to Laurentian for ADVL nice. without concurrent education, mm. and then sports psychology. <laughs> That's nice. okay. And I don't even remember what the third one was. I know I applied to three. Three here, three total. Actually. Two at Laurentian, and I think okay. one was maybe at um, Western. Mm. I can't remember. Definitely can't remember. But I knew like Laurentian was kind of the area that I wanted to go to eventually. I didn't know when, but why? Eventually. What do you think that was? My mom's from Sault Ste. Marie. Oh, and, nice. Um, That's a couple hours. Two. Two or three hours from here. Yeah. So just being up. We used to do like some family tri- camping trips and stuff up in the Sioux. Um, I come. I had came to Laurentian for a tour, prior to like applying and everything like that. So it was something that I was definitely like interested in, and I okay. I immediately loved like the vibe on campus. It was yeah. great. Like I couldn't even compare it to anything else. Okay. For <laughs> someone who didn't go here, surprise. Yeah. Everybody, um, <laughs> what is the vibe like here on campus? Because they can imagine it's a little different from the college I went to. Yeah, Algonquin. I actually have a friend who goes to Algonquin. Oh, nice. But, um, <laughs> Shout out to them. Yeah. <laughs> um, Laurentian. I don't know. I just feel like it's a very easygoing, easygoing life. Like, yeah. I don't know. So unjudgmental. That was, like, really? the biggest thing that I, like, found. I don't know if it was just a vibe that I got from the tour guides or I had kept in contact, like, during my second tour, I kept in contact from a girl that um, was accepted into ADVL as well. We're, like, best friends now. But anyways, I came to – I did the tour, and I, like, visited her, um, and she kind of gave me a little bit of a tour, and I hung out with everybody, and it was – I had no idea what to expect, but it was awesome. I had so much fun the three hours that I was just chilling on campus. (laughs) Yeah. It was awesome. (laughs) So then – that's kind of why you, what made you choose ADVL? Actually? What made me choose ADVL? Because yeah. it was one of the ones you applied to, right? Yeah. It wasn't the one you applied to. You weren't like, oh, I know what I'm doing, but I'll do this. Cause yeah, exactly. Um, I, I honestly don't know if it was like one specific thing that um, like pushed me to do ADVL. I think the biggest part of ADVL was um, how diverse it is. It's it's in the School of Human Kinetics, but it's also like an outdoor adventure-based yeah. leadership. It really focuses on leadership. My mom kept telling me like, a leadership degree is going to look great on your resume. So I was like, okay, yeah. that's, that's pretty She's true. Right. And For like, sure. I am obviously like super passionate about being outside, and yeah. traveling, different things like that. Um, so that was like almost just an added bonus. Um, and again, like how I mentioned about going and doing my co-op in a physiotherapy department, whatever. Obviously, like, the human body, like, really interests me. So to have a university degree based on that, as well as pursuing outdoor adventure that I absolutely love, I think it was just, like, a perfect combination of the two. Do you have a story or a moment that kind of stood out to you that represents ADVL to you? That's such a tough question. Hmm... I honestly don't know if it's one specific experience. I think it's kind of just, actually let me think about this a little bit harder. (laughs) It's a tough one. One of the toughest questions get the best answers. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm excited, I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, no, I don't think, 
it was definitely like one specific moment or one specific experience. Um, I think first year ADVL is like in class and you're just really, it's all first year anatomy and exercise science and stuff like that. So there's huh. nothing specific to the outdoors, yeah. but obviously ADVL is a pretty tight knit community. Yeah, um, it seems like it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, everybody kind of knows each other. It's right. There's 25 people accepted each year, so oh, everybody wow. knows each other really well. Right. Um, so I think going into second year and getting to experience each other, like, on a more personal level, like, actually being able to go on a trip with each other, nice. um, I just feel like everybody gains, like, a very intimate relationship with each other, whether it's, like, on an intellectual level or, yeah. or anything. Like, I just feel like people are they're themselves they're the most pure that they'll they'll ever be in their life when they're on trip together so I feel like because of that there's nothing hidden from everybody so I feel like that's just what reminds me of ADVL is like how close everybody is and how well everybody gets along so what do you think causes people to make like form that bond with each other form that bond I think just throw in the wilderness freedom and like, well yeah freedom but also like you're <laughs> out there and it's just you and nature like you can't obviously it's a given everybody's gonna have like a bad moment <laughs> yeah like there's gonna be a point on trip where you are really not enjoying yourself right and like you're people like to like not think about that but it's so true like there's yeah. a moment on trip that you're like what am I doing do you have any do you have a specific trip where one of those moments where you stood out um, it could be yourself or somebody else yeah I do well personally like for example in the summer like I feel like it's just continuously be- me being pushed outside of my comfort zone right. and sometimes it just gets to like the breaking point where you're like I don't know if I can actually like do this any longer like here for three months and I was I think it was I became a captain this summer and I think it was like on my first week of being a captain I was like what have I signed up for? I could, I cannot do this for the rest Jeez. of the summer. <laughs> Is that difficult? Yeah, like just managing yeah. kids, but... Yeah, it's its own challenge. Minus like the working job, we did a trip to the LaCloche Mountains oh, nice. um, in second year. And I, I wasn't the biggest fan of it. I don't know, I don't know why. Like obviously it was beautiful. I think there was one day that I struggled. Um, I was definitely getting over sickness before going on to the trip, so that definitely played a role. I was exhausted. Right. Um, but also, it was kind of rainy and overcast, and my backpack was really heavy, and I was uh, just like, you know, I'm, I'm yeah. not really feeling this today. Right. And Everything just added up, and it was just... Yeah, it was just one thing after another, yeah. and I didn't... Yeah, I don't know. I just... I felt like I kept, my, kept to myself, or like that was my plan, like that's what I wanted to do, mm-hmm. because... I didn't want to affect anybody else's experience on it because right. they could have been having the time of their life. But for me, I was like, oh, I want this trip to be over. <laughs> so, yeah, I just feel like people show, show like their 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 vulnerability. Vulnerability. There's no hiding whatever mm-hmm. emotions people are showing. Right. So. And then when you guys go through that kind of an experience together, you form a bond that you guys have. Like, when I went to South America, there was, like, the women on that trip. Yeah, it was me and nine other women. Yeah. <laughs> on paper, gentlemen, it sounds great. It's, it's great. They're amazing. Like, each, each and every single one of them, amazing people. And it was a lot. But I have a bond with each of them now that's like, hey, remember that time we did this in the rainforest for two weeks? Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> I don't have that with like my brother or anything, you know? Yeah, for so sure. It's those type of experiences that, like, that are like, you go through them and then when you're going through them, you're like, oh, this sucks. It's like super cold or I have all these kids or it's raining or my bag's heavy yeah. <laughs> or these boots are full of rocks now or yeah. <laughs> it's 40 degrees and raining, which is the shit I had to put up with. <laughs> crap. And, yeah, and then that kind of stuff. And then it's like, when you're done it, you look back and you're like, man, I love those people and I love those two weeks. Yeah, I, I love exactly. that trip. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I know what you mean, though, when you say vulnerabilities are just, you're exposed. Yeah, there's more. no hiding your true self. You can't shade your yeah. true self. Yeah, I like that. That's yeah. good. That's really good. So what's probably your favorite trip you've done with ADVL? We'll with get to ADVL. overall later. That's funny. We, have, we actually have been asked this question earlier. Um, <laughs> and my favorite trip with ADVL, I think, was <laughs> we did a French River trip. So it was a canoeing trip. I think it was four days um, through the French River area. And I had personally never been on a canoe trip before that. Um, I have, like, outdoor experience, but I a lot of the time it's much different than my peers have had. So, yeah, um yeah (laughs) so and a lot of them have like canoeing based experience so this whole like canoe tripping thing was totally new to me i didn't really know what to expect um but we had done survival in the bush prior to that so you know like and we we stayed at one of our props camps for it which was kind of nice and it's like a week and it's just kind of i don't know it's pretty mentally draining (laughs) um but yeah, going on to the French River trip, everybody was like, I think that moment everybody became super close. So the French River trip was like just a really awesome time for us to be with each other again after having a few days apart. <laughs> and then being able to reflect on the previous trip before that, but as well as for me experiencing something completely new and mm-hmm. something completely different. Right. I loved it though. Yeah, so do you think that's why it was more mentally draining? It was because. Like it was something new? It might have been, yeah. <laughs> also, being around people and like you're in a mm-hmm. boat for, I'm such a social person, but like, right. don't get me wrong, I definitely liked my alone time. Yeah, and sometimes you need that. it's like hard to get that on trip, especially like yeah. sharing a tent and different mm. things like that, and like yeah. being in a cooking group. And there's little things about little like different people that obviously start to arise and they mm-hmm. kind of like bother you and piss you off, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's that. something that you just have to learn how to deal with so right and definitely mentally th- yeah so what do you think <laughs> is something that like a technique you would use to put up or cope cope use cope yeah, to cope that's with. A good one. <laughs> um to cope and if you find this person bites their nails really loud and you just now all of a sudden on day three start noticing it and you got four days left of this yeah <laughs> how do you cope with that um Chewing is a big one for me. That's one of those Like loud places. chewing? Yeah, I hate loud chewing. But <laughs> um, I, I don't know. Just yeah. I guess coping with that is I just really try not to like let it affect me. Right. Like, yes, it bothers me right now, but whenever whatever is happening is done, it's it's not gonna bother me anymore. It's okay. it's just somebody's trait. Like I don't I don't know. I don't really like yeah. put it to one person. That's good. I just kinda It's a good way to look at it try and keep my mouth shut while it's happening and I'm just like right. keep it that way <laughs> so you're fine that's good Get though because you think on day like day seven of 
someone biting their nails really loud or something. <laughs> Will you stop? <laughs> Seriously. But nothing? Okay. No. That's good. I try not to anyways. So then how do you isolate yourself to regain that mental fortitude? Hmm. Do you have any strategies? Like, you guys sing out loud and you're like, I'm relaxed more. Or... <laughs> um, yeah. Coping, but then how to, like, get away from it? Yeah. Is that what you're asking? Yeah. Okay. Um, hmm. Do you have any strategies? I don't know if I have, like, a specific strategy. It might be a specific strategy. Because, like, I know if I... Because when I worked at summer camp and I'd go a certain amount of time without, like, weightlifting, like, being specifically to a gym mm-hmm. where my headphones were on and it was just me... That would be my way of, I don't, maybe, maybe, yeah, sleep is great. Yeah. But in that circumstance when you can't have it, that was kind of my outlet. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. I think, I don't know, I, I really, like, personally try and practice mindfulness, honestly. Okay. So I don't know if I do it in, like, a traditional manner or anything, but definitely, no. Okay. <laughs> but if... If, like, something is, like, bothering me at hand, I, especially if I'm on trip, I really just try and be like, you know, take a look around yourself for a moment. Like, is there really yeah. anything to be complaining about? <laughs> and that kind of mm-hmm. just puts everything back into perspective. You like, a stop and, re- like, stop and reflect? Yeah, stop and reflect. It. Yeah. That could be a fun <laughs> little, like, activity for kids at camp. Yeah. Man. For sure. I don't know why I ever got out of, like, the working and camping scheme. I don't know. It's great. You learn a lot. <laughs> yeah, what's your, uh, what's ADVL like? Because <laughs> all I hear is you guys are on trip, and you guys, and I know from following Ben and you and PJ and other people, <laughs> I'm like, your gear is, like, sick. Gear. I love it. <laughs> and you guys look like you do a bunch of different trips and stuff, and I'm wondering what the program is like specifically. Like course base yeah. and stuff like that? Yeah. Schedule, everything. Um, well, with concurrent education, it honestly is a lot of work. It's way more work than yeah. I could have imagined coming into it. Every year you're in a course overload, only with the concurrent education. So if you weren't yeah. in concurrent education, it's not a course overload. Mm-hmm. Um, courses? Uh, so first year you have like anatomy one and anatomy two, um, exercise science. You're taking, what else are you taking? There's labs to go along with those. Um, human movement perspective in sport and physical education. So it's kind of just the books. First year is the books. Um, second year is when you specifically get, specifically get into everything else. So um, starting your second year, you actually go on a – they've actually just eliminated it, but the survival in the bush that I was talking about earlier, um, you come back mid-August, mm-hmm. and you're on that for a week, and then – I think you have two or three days prep before going on the French River trip, which is four days. So there's like two weeks already. And then once you come back from the French River trip, school starts. Mm-hmm. That's second year? <laughs> yeah, that's summer second year. Okay. So yeah, they wow. call it like late summer session or whatever. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, so then coming into second year, your courses are definitely more outdoor-based. So you have... That's good. Yeah, you get that's your um, wilderness, wilderness first responder which is a really, really cool course. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed that one, yeah. Um, it's a lot. It's like two, yeah. we'll three hours of about week or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, remember, cool. I, there was a point I wanted to do it, and like I looked up and I almost paid for it, but then I'm like, nah, I wouldn't be. I wasn't able to be compensated for doing it. Yeah. So that was my That's issue. That's a but. big part. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then sec- and, yeah, again, second year you have more courses like 
uh, cross-country skiing. You have wilderness camping, which is where you plan and go on your Laclache trip. Um, but then at the same time, there's like physiology one, physiology two, labs to go along with those. Right. Oh, biology, we need six credits of biology, so yeah. you get to pick whatever biology credits you want, but most people do biology one and then whatever they want to do after that. So yeah, it's definitely heavy schoolwork as well. It's yeah, Not just like going on trips, we like to glorify <laughs> yeah. that part. But <laughs> oh, I believe, well, I mean, I don't blame you. Yeah. It's like a pretty glorified piece, it yeah. should be. Nice. Exactly. But, so what do you, for the first responder course, mm-hmm. what the hell was that like? I really liked it. So actually, before working at Sail Caribbean, I, it's mandatory that all staff has a wilderness first aid, which is, I don't know, I think, I don't know how many hours it is. It might only be 20 hours, but anyways. So I had done that prior to coming into second year. Okay. So coming into the wilderness first responder course, there was a lot that was like very similar, but the part with the wilderness first responder is I'm pretty sure, I don't know if it's 24 or 48 hours that you're supposed to be able to um, like help monitor somebody and, and do your absolute due, due diligence to keep them alive for as long as you can. Um, so a lot of like, like the wilderness first responders, a huge certification in the outdoor world, like yeah. a lot of jobs will pay you more if you have a wilderness first responder, right. but um, a lot of jobs also will need you to have a wilderness first responder mm-hmm. before being able to be there well sometimes <laughs> depending on the job but, but yeah <laughs> okay what is the difference though between wilderness first aid and standard first aid with cprc okay so cprc is your basic like somebody's choking or yep. somebody's not breathing obviously call 911 whatever yep. blah 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 do what you can in that time to keep them alive generally obviously using CPR and learning how to care for wounds and stuff like that. But wilderness first aid is you're outside, you have limited resources. Um, you should have obviously like a first aid kit, but mm-hmm. sometimes those issues, like let's say a broken leg, if you're in like, like what do you call it? Like the real world, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> if you're in the real world, um, you're gonna have access to getting to an getting to a hospital in mm-hmm. relatively good time. But depending where you are outside, yeah. your resources are limited and we'll also how, how time consuming it's gonna be to actually get somebody mm-hmm. to a hospital. So the wilderness first aid kind of just teaches you different ways to like build splints. Cause often you're not, like if you're on a hiking trip, we have big wilderness first responder kits that we had to make. But if you're on a hiking trip, you're really not gonna wanna carry this. Like, no. I don't know, 10 pound, first aid kit in your hand the whole time. Obviously, it's not really feasible. So they teach you different things, like, I don't know, if somebody sprained their ankle, like how you can kind of splint it using, like, hiking poles or using wood or whatever. They give you a bunch of different examples on how to do different things like that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So you're in third year, right? Yes. Yeah, And it's a four-year program? Four-year undergrad, yeah. Yeah? Okay. Where do you see yourself? Like, what's your ideal... Career. Let's say that. Yeah. What's your ideal career? career? It's a tough question, honestly. Like, we're talking, nobody really knows what they want to do. Yeah. Um, You could do anything and get paid for it. I think that's the key. When people say career, it's you're being paid to do something. Being paid to do something. I think when you're 
doing something you love that's its own thing. Like I'm passionate about what I'm doing right now in this moment, but I'm not gonna pay for it yet. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> keyword. Um, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people would expect me to say something in the outdoors, which again, I think it's a huge passion of mine, but I don't know if it's something that I want to continue to do for like my entire life. Right. So I'm into karate, so I think for me personally, opening up a karate school would probably nice. be a big one. And okay. it might cool. not have anything to do with my degree or teaching at the same time, but I that's where my heart is right now. I don't yeah. know if I want to teach on the side or anything yeah. like that, but opening up okay. is that's my goal. <laughs> like your own, or would you try to branch off an existing? Um, like, so no, Maybe not, sorry, not specifically branching off like a karate gym and just being like, oh, and we also have this world champion coach. But as in like, hey, this gym is an MMA gym. It teaches karate, led by. This yeah, yeah I see what you're like saying. you would head the karate. You wouldn't just be one of the instructors. Yeah, I definitely want to like head it. My coach now has actually, I don't know. I showed interest to him, being like, you know what, something I want to do. He's kind of offered to help me out, get something started under his mm-hmm. name. So it's Bernardo Karate. Nice. Good place. Check it out. <laughs> um, yeah. Bernardo Karate. So. That would be awesome because then, like, half of, like, starting your own business is getting the name out there. So I right. think if the name is already partially out there, mm-hmm. it's a lot easier. I don't know, like, super in-depth of what he would expect or anything like that. Right. But I definitely want to open my own, but through his name. Right. Like an affiliate. Yeah. Almost nice. Franchise kind of thing. Yeah. yeah okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So... What was the process like from when you first began karate to where your career in karate is now? Where it is now. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. I, I used to be a competitive gymnast, and I was pretty young at that point. I was probably on 2007. Can't do the math that quick. I don't know how old I was. But um, <laughs> 2007, I was doing nine hours of gymnastics an hour away from my house and just throughout the summer and obviously at a young age all I wanted to do is hang out with my friends um, so that was a struggle for me to like get to gymnastics so my, my mom was like you know like whatever we don't need to do gymnastics but I definitely want to like keep you involved in something she's like how about how do you feel about trying karate so I was like oh, okay we'll give it a shot all I had right. like a few friends from nice. school who had done it but never like sparked an interest in me until she was like I'm gonna sign you up for it we'll see how it goes okay (laughs) open mind to it yeah and I loved it I fell in love with it immediately I was pretty good at it I would assume obviously I think (laughs) I don't really like to speak highly of myself all that much I mean you should it's better speaking (laughs) highly than speaking negatively yeah but yeah no I definitely like I was I wasn't too bad so I definitely excelled in that throughout um and yeah, moving up through the belts, it was awesome. Mm-hmm. And I think I did my first tournament as a white stripe, and I got <laughs> I was against orange belts, and I got a first place. So I was like, nice, okay, nice. That was a big confidence Wicked, booster. Yeah. What's the belt order in karate? I only know um, jujitsu belt order. Yeah, so different styles have different things, yeah. have different orders. But my style, um, the belt order is there's a stripe in between each of them. So I'll just go through the main ones. Right. But it's white, right, yellow. Orange, um, red, green, purple, blue, brown. Blue, brown, black. 
Yeah, but your brown is like you get a brown stripe, and then you have your brown stripe advanced, and then you can get your black. <laughs> okay. It's interesting. Yeah, it's kind of just like you kind of. I think the goal is to have your brown belt for a full year before grading up to your black belt. Oh, okay. So interesting. Yeah, that's the goal nice. usually. <laughs> cool. How long would you say, on average, it takes somebody to go from zero to they've achieved their black and like they're successful with it? Um, obviously it depends on the skill level, Yeah. Um, but at the same time, if somebody's not very skilled in it, they're probably not going to continue mm-hmm. with it. Um, I'd say on average, it's pretty fair to say between four to five years to get your black belt. So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Depending on how fast people go. Right, and how consistent and everything. Yeah. So when did you, you competed, how recently at Worlds? At Worlds, um, I actually just competed it was november 2nd to november 8th yeah i think like those yesterday yeah <laughs> last week i think <laughs> yeah right, nice okay yeah. where was it um this year was in new york niagara falls so just right, right over the border but yeah, cool it's pretty awesome yeah, yeah. <laughs> what was the tournament style like brackets everything um like how it kind of ran yeah. runs so there's already a little confusing there's like forms there's weapons and each form has like there's so much more to it than you would expect i know yeah well this is like just speaking for sport karate right Right. so i do like more sports oriented side of it i know Mm -hmm. a lot of it like people think of karate is like really self-defense oriented which it is but different styles are more self-defense so mine's like more the sport Sport side of things um so there's forms and there's weapons and then like within forms it can be broken down to like traditional and a bunch yeah. of different like extreme okay. and different things like that and same with weapons so day one of competition was the elimination rounds for that so in order to move on you have to place top four in your forms and weapons divisions to move it on to finals okay. um cool yeah so nice. forms is pretty intense because Shit. <laughs> sometimes yeah <laughs> Honestly, it's it's so, especially in, like, the adult divisions, you really yeah. have no idea what you're going to get. You could have a really small division, or you could mm-hmm. have a huge division. You really have no idea. Yeah. Depends on the year and everything right. like that. Um, so, yeah, so everybody just does their form, and then judges, obviously, are recording notes and stuff, and then you get your scores. So the highest you can get is a 9.99. There's no such thing as a perfect score. No, they won't give you that. Right. I get that. <laughs> I get that. Yeah, that makes it's sense. fair. Yeah. Always room for improvement. Okay. And then for fighting, um, again, depending on how many people there are, there's different numbers of fights in order to get on. So if there's like an odd number of people, somebody's gonna have a buy into the next round and everything like that. Um, so yeah, it's just fighting your way up until you get to. What are the next. rules? Like, yeah, for example, yeah. the match that you won, like your final one. Yeah. <laughs> what were the rules in those mat in that fight? In that yeah. fight. Um, so you're in a ring. You can't exit the ring. Okay. I believe so. you get it's either two or three warnings if you exit the ring before you get a point minus from okay. you. Um, it's usually not that big of a deal. There's things like excessive contact. Um, if you're hitting too hard, you again you're gonna get warnings for that, um, and then a, finally you'll get a, a point eliminated. Um, as far as getting points. Basically, everything is one point. So a kick to the body is one point, a punch to the head is one point. You can't 
you're not supposed to hit the face, but obviously it happens, and that's kind of where like the excessive contact comes in. Like yeah. if, if it's like intentional, <laughs> intentional, yeah. obviously that's going to be something more than accidentally hitting somebody in the face kind of thing. Right. Everything has to be above the belt. Okay, good. Yeah, <laughs> you boys. Okay, we can try <laughs> Everything that above the belt. Um, and then two points is a head kick to the head or a kick to the head. So you get two points for that. Okay. Um, you can also get two points for a jump kick to the body. So if your base leg's off the ground, nice. you can get two points that way. And then a jump kick to the head is three points. I mean, those are pretty rare. People like yeah. tend to stick to the basics, but it's pretty crazy. If it What's your like go-to? Like, uh, what was your? Sorry, rephrase this question for you. Yeah. What was your <laughs> game plan going in? Um, honestly, I don't really go in with a huge game plan. Okay. Everybody's a little different. Um, I was actually being coached. There's a night show, and I was on stage, and my coach was like, so do you know what foot this girl has forward? Like, is she a kicker? Is she a punch or whatever? And I'm like, honestly, I, I can't tell you. He goes, it's okay. I fight the same. I have no idea about my opponent oh, okay, going nice. in beforehand. I'm like, okay. Because I honestly was like, maybe this is just, like, a <coughs> fault on my part, but it wasn't yeah. something that I ever really paid attention to. Sometimes, but sometimes not. But... I don't know. I think my game plan is like you just have to react. Like no matter what, it's based on reaction and right. how you wanna like if you wanna attack or if you wanna stay defensive. So mm. I'm generally more of a defensive fighter, so reaction is kinda one of my main defenses. And okay. it's actually the girl who won like the women's all around, she's a phenomenal fighter. She she's won that for so many years. Like she's the top. Um, and I was watching her fight, and I was like, wow, I wish I could just, like, think before, like, I did something like she does. And yeah. somebody said to me, no. It's like, it's all about reaction. I was like, okay, that makes me feel better. So, yeah, but she, like, it's true. She doesn't right. even, after talking to her, she's like, it's just whatever my body does. Okay. Like, she'll watch videos, and she's like, how did I even do that? <laughs> right. Yeah. So. Where's she from? <laughs> she's from the U.S. Yeah, I know. I was like, oh, she's from Toronto. Nah. <laughs> Migrate, uh, hey, so I do the show. No, nah. she's awesome. Shot, nice. Yeah. <laughs> is that, that cries the only martial art you do, eh? Yeah. It's your favorite. Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> I had this one tournament, and I lost to this guy um, on points, luckily. But I did, because you said you don't know about your opponent beforehand. For the most part. Yeah. yeah. I looked mine up, and that was, <laughs> that was the stupidest thing I've ever done. Top five for sure. But I look him up <laughs> and I see like the first photo I saw was him like on the podium at nationals in the gi for jujitsu. And I was like, uh, shit. This is my second competition. Plays a little mind game on you. <laughs> Shouldn't have done that. Yeah. And I'm like, oh no, oh no. And then we're going and like we're fighting. I'm like, I'm fucking strong in this guy. Why did I? And then I, I pull and then like the, it was its whole. It was a mess. I relied on something that he knew how to defend, and I didn't have an answer for his question. And yeah. he beat me, and I was like, I'm coming for you, Steven. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm coming for you. So, but, <laughs> whatever. It, it is, is what, what it is. is. Yeah. Yeah. No, oh, I definitely, like, if I know stuff about my opponent, I play it up in my head. I'm like, oh, they're so good at this. Yeah. It's just like. Clean slate. <laughs> I think it's probably the better way to do it. I don't know why <laughs> why people would look up their opponent. Maybe just like pick weaknesses they have. <laughs> it might be. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't know what I was benefiting from. 
I don't think I was going in looking like, oh, I think this guy. Yeah, I'm definitely taller than this guy because that matters. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh yeah, no, this guy's a bit shorter. He definitely can't strangle me. No, we all do it too. Like, I yeah. definitely size up my opponents. I'm like, everybody's kind of in the ring at the same time. I'm like, are they in my weight division or are they not in my weight? Division? Yeah, I do that a lot too. <laughs> yeah. Do you have like, what's your go-to like pump-up song? First Kiss by, I don't even know who it's 303? by. 303? I hate that. I don't, I'm going to pull this. it up. I hate that I know this. It's featuring Kesha too, watch. No, 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 it's not. No? It's an old one. Oh, okay. It's an oldie. Thank God. <laughs> Where is it from? By Kid Rock. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay, now I feel way more awkward. <laughs> it's not even that good of a pump-up song, but I don't know, it just gets me gets me in a mood. That's fair. Ready to compete. Nice. So... With that being said, then, do you think you've been in it for how long? Since two thousand seven. Seven, right? So, so that's twelve years. Twelve years, 12 something years. like that. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, and you're a black belt. Yes. Yeah, for sure. You're yeah. Black belt. <laughs> nice. When would you ideally, for the timeline, would you like to open up a school or branch out? That's yeah. a really big question that I really don't think I have an answer to because I definitely have thought about that but I think it's kind of just gonna happen when it happens right. because I don't know, there's a lot more in life that I definitely want to experience before I think branching out but at the mm -hmm. same time I know once I do branch out it, it's not impossible for me to still experience those things right. but I think it's just a matter of I don't know being con ed I still have after this semester I'll have two and a half years left which realistically it's not a lot of time <laughs> no it'll go by quick yeah it'll, it'll go be by painful quick. two years but it'll go by quick yeah exactly so i don't know there's definitely a lot that i want to do before traveling wise and stuff like yeah. that but i don't know if it's something i can do while i have it open or if i should do it beforehand so just logistically stuff like that okay. cool <laughs> yeah so what do you want to experience first before that becomes something that takes over um because i know like you, the way you're perceiving it i'm or it's being perceived to me now is that mm -hmm. you want that to be something that eventually encompasses itself into reality yeah for sure um i think sailing is definitely a big a big thing that i want to do more of before because i don't know you can sail like on the great lakes and stuff like that but um i would really like to do a lot of <laughs> Can I? I don't know. Can you? Yeah, you I can. Want, I want. <laughs> um, so cool. I just, I <laughs> but honestly, Caribbean sailing is just like, it's kind of where I learned how to sail. So yeah. it just it intrigues me a lot. So I don't know if I want to work for like a charter company mm. or anything like that. So I've thought about getting like my yacht master, which is like a certification that you need to get in order to be like a captain on a chartering vessel and different mm -hmm. things like that. So... Stuff like that, mm -hmm. something that I want to do Where beforehand. Where in the Caribbean is the sailing game? It's in the British Virgin Islands. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. And you sail there? Yes. Do you have, like, an adult program for adults <laughs> who want to learn? <laughs> because um, that's cool as fuck. I'm I like, know. Damn it. I know, I know. I'm jealous. Um, I'm jealous. I'm <laughs> my mom says the same thing. She's like, I want to do it. But yeah. it's mainly for teens. They have a program available for... <laughs> Um, first year college students, college and university students, so... I'm going to go back and yeah. enroll. <laughs> you might be there. able to. Sometimes there's leeway. <laughs> Who really knows? But um, sometimes staff don't yeah. even have, like, 
sailing experience. There's other like options other than just like yeah. being a counselor on the sailboat. Right. Like there's other options that you don't technically need a lot of sailing experience for. But yeah. <laughs> Do you have a favorite place or is the Caribbean like your favorite place to travel? Where do you think? Favorite Favorite place. trip that's 80 meal aside <laughs> and like overall. Like where have you been? Um, my favorite I think is probably the British Virgin Islands. It's, it's a beautiful place but it also holds like so many years of memories for me and like a huge growing like high school you grow so much. <laughs> like like I yeah. feel like those those ages is just like a a big learning experience on mm-hmm. their own and yeah I just feel like I've learned a lot from it and from mm-hmm. people there and everything like that that's really sweet yeah <laughs> right. so, so with everything that you do in terms of <coughs> you do the school and you also have an overloaded course yeah <laughs> and with karate and then I can only imagine with homework and how everything and then since you you're claiming your social and everything so you, <laughs> I know that like takes precedent as well yeah. Um, how do you manage your time? Um, managing time is definitely something that I've worked on for so long. Throughout high school, it was always like, I played ringette in high school. Like, I was doing high school sports, ringette, mm-hmm. karate, whatever it was. So it was always like, I needed to do homework in the car, kind of thing like that. But then oh. obviously, like, transitioning to getting your driver's license and stuff like that. You can't really have that hour in the car to do your homework. Yeah. It's like, where, where now do I do it? <laughs> yeah. um, but I think in terms of time management, my biggest savior is the calendar on my laptop. Like I can just pull up, like I'm a visual learner. So um, looking at something helps me understand like where I can, like yeah. what needs to take precedent over other things and like, even like week by week, I kind of know what I have to do, like, like what I have to be at certain things for, and yeah. whether like that homework you can't tell that. So like, yeah. I'll go to school. I try sometimes. I will go to the gym in between class, and then I'll maybe have an hour and a half. So instead of going home, I try and stay on campus and different things like that just to get some right. homework done. It's busy. <laughs> yeah, sounds like it though. So then you just find you pick like slots that you're able to fit homework and other stuff in and stuff. Yeah, for the most part. Weekends are a big one too. Yeah. Good chunk of time. Yeah. During the day, usually. Be social at night if I want. Yeah, that's always a choice. (laughs) Yeah. So, man, with that being said, what was, if you could, to close, okay. Okay. Do you have a favorite quote oh dear or motivational speech or something like that that's uplifts you uplifts me that you refer to in the dark days on trip (laughs) um I actually this tattoo it means well Google tells me it means create your own reality so that's what I go with okay um and it was kind of like I got tattoo that I got like on the whim it wasn't really something I had expected to do but Ever since I've gotten it, I'm like, it's a huge part of my life. Like, again, if I'm if I'm not enjoying something, I'm just like, you know, right now I'm creating the reality that I live in. So, depends on how you deal with it. That's gonna mm-hmm. make you or break you kind of thing. 
Right. Whatever you do, your actions, everything is just your reality. Right. So. It's a product of every yeah. choice you made. <laughs> and okay. Yeah. Cool. Do you have any lessons you've learned over the course of the past, say, four to five years, from grade, say, 10 to now, that if you could redo, you would do differently? Um, I think it's something I definitely still struggle with, but I try not to think too hard about doing things. My mom has constantly told me, like, you know, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. Whatever's meant to be is going to be whether it's in the time that you expect it to be or not, like whatever is going to happen is going to happen. So I think I just, I really try not to think like if something comes my way and I'm interested, Mm -hmm. I like, can I, can I do this right now? And if I can, then I'm like, okay, let's do it. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Emily, I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. That's awesome. Oh, I'm glad. (laughs) That's good to know. Awesome. Thanks guys. (laughs) Thank you. Unreal.